What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your guest, Matthew Souza, joined as always by Glenn Enos. Junior. And that's it. That's why you're that's listening it. to me do the intro. But Mason's not here. Yeah, not right now. He did leave open the window that he could pop in because he is in New York. You want to know how open that window is? It's <laughs> a little crap. hand gesture, a little, little crap. about a centimeter. Yeah. Like when you fart in the car and somebody says, oh, roll the window down. And you crack it down just a little bit. Just, you know. <laughs> right, um, right. Mason is in New York. Surprise. For the holiday. This yeah, is Thanksgiving week. This is uh, one of the most, I would say one of the most fun weeks of the year when it comes to football. Because not oh, only yeah, do it's I, a special time. It's a special time. I feel like fantasy is kicking into high gear. Most leagues, the trade deadline's over. So now you know you're stuck with your team, and then you ride that out for the rest of the year. But now it's like where you make your playoff push or you try to uh, prep yourself for the consolation. And uh, I'm starting to prep myself for the consolation because Mason, although he's not here to tell you the tale, as you know, him and I went head to head last week. And it was quite the battle. And it kind of it pissed was. me off. That was a because, very good matchup, back and forth all day. And the thing is, I felt Mason's team, because it's not, it wasn't at full strength. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson didn't end up come off coming off IR, so he didn't have him. And then, um, what else didn't he have? Kyron Williams is still on IR, but we'll get to him in the news. Yep. It was a dogfight. It was back and forth. And, Sousa, I just want to tell you, that I experienced the worst 15 seconds anyone could experience when it comes to fantasy football. Do you know which yeah. 15 seconds I'm referring to? So I was definitely in the grocery store when I got your text. Um, I was like, because you said 18 points or something in 15 seconds, but I saw that someone scored. I was like, that score is only like a 10-point play. What do you mean 18 points? So I think it was a Puka Nakua also scored along with Josh Allen and James Cook. Am I getting that right? You are. You're perfect. You should so see that was it, man. 15 seconds. Jesus. I'm watching. I'm watching Red Zone and Josh Allen's facing the Jets, and I'm like, okay, you know they kind of held them under wraps so far, and uh, James Cook's not doing anything crazy. Then wouldn't you know we get the Red Zone alert because it's only fucking three games on at the four o'clock slate. I hate this when it gets later in the season. People on by all the shit mm. games are on four o'clock. Anyway, red zone goes to Josh Allen. He's creeping up with the red zone. So then I was on the Rams are creeping up in the red zone. You know how they do the double box? Scott Hanson, I love you, but fuck off with the double box because I sometimes they do double box, triple box, quad box, whatever, and I can't see who's who on the field, and I don't know who's scoring. Mm-hmm. But with the two games, double box, I could see it. It was a nice uh, – on the left side of the screen, I got to see the Bills in the red zone, and uh, Josh Allen hikes the ball. And James Cook goes uncovered, untouched, little dump pass in the flat, walk-in Oof. touchdown. I said, great. And you know why that's great? Because not only does Mason have Josh Allen, he has James Cook. So double points, mm. touchdown for both of them, and a reception for James Cook. And then simultaneously, as James Cook is hitting pay dirt, 
Matt Stafford hikes the ball and finds Puka Nakua in the end zone. And I yelled louder than Mason has yelled for fuck of the week all season when he scored. And I'm not going to do it right now because I'll save that for you later. We'll do so, fuck of the week. And so you saw that all from the double box? All of them in the double box. It, was, it, was it wasn't great. like it switched over later nope. on. It was like at the same time. Like, same time. <laughs> and I said, what the fuck just happened? Man. Yeah, that hurt. But, you know, like I said, I was still on it going back and forth. But Sunday night really let me down. Uh, Javante Williams and TJ Hawkinson couldn't find the end zone. And I felt like that would have helped my case going into Monday um, when we had Rasheed. Yeah, I really thought Smith. you were projected to lose going after the four o'clock games, but I really thought you had a really good chance. He had Javante Hawkinson and Rashi Rice, and all he had was Devonta, uh, yeah, Devonta Smith. Smith. I think that he was, was up, it. He was up 20. Yeah, he was up 20. So, like, I, those three guys, the way Hawkinson's been playing, can outscore Devonta Smith by 20 for sure. Uh, but they all had down weeks, and Devonta Smith had an up week. He's do. I'm okay with that. Devonta Smith's a good player. What I'm not okay with is Jalen Warren finally getting the start, him ripping off a 75-yard touchdown against one of the best defenses in the league. That I'm not okay with. That I'm not okay with. What I'm not okay with is Jahan Dotson getting held to 0.0 going into the fourth quarter and then catching a touchdown in garbage time. That's what I'm not okay with. After being held to 0.0 the whole entire previous week. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Doing absolutely Meanwhile, nothing. Meanwhile, my team, I'm like, oh, Kyler Murray's back. That's cool. Hollywood Brown must be doing well, right? No, not right. Fucking bum. And he's going to go on the bench 18. next week. So, and then, of course, good. I was going to say, of course, uh, Joe Burrow dies. So, Chase yep. doesn't do much. Um, Ridley, though, good to see Calvin Ridley pull through. But yeah, and you put up a good week, 109. But Mason just had a little bit more luck. Yeah, I would have beat probably most people in the league this week, but whoever makes the schedule is just an asshole. Um, Craig says could be worse. Imagine trading for Aaron Jones. No, I can't. Yeah, that is Aaron Jones. That's crazy. That was literally the week after in our league, Fryer traded with Craig. Yeah, acquiring Aaron Jones and Christian Kirk. Craig acquiring uh, B. John Robinson. And I think it was that very next game after that trade is when he hurt himself. And we'll talk about that in the news, but it's not looking great for Aaron Jones. No, it's not. Do you you have anything to say about fantasy for you? Because I feel like the good times just keep on rolling for the Westburn Herberts. The Westburn Herberts have been doing very well. Um, Definitely the best team I've ever had. And uh, pulled out another win. This was against JV. And um, and now ESPN on the app, they they have a little indicator that this year telling you whether or not you've clinched or you're eliminated from the playoffs. And I have an X, so I, I'm in the playoffs guaranteed, and um, very happy about that. Congratulations! I saw that this morning when I logged into the app. You're the only one who's officially clinched the playoffs. I'm surprised. Especially since Mason's also eight and three, I'm surprised he's not clinch. It's because he touches himself at night. Could be. Yeah. All right, want to get down to the news? Yeah, let's do it. Well, 
This is the news with Susan. As I said, Aaron Jones, we'll start with him. He has an MCL sprain and is considered week to week. So he got knocked out of the game last week. A.J. Dillon picked it up, which I actually think he might be banged up. I'll get to him after. But um, the Packers play again on Thursday, so it's a quick turnaround. Aaron Jones considered week to week. MCL sprain, probably not going to play if it's week to week, you know, especially on a Thursday game. That's only in two days. So not good there. And A.J. Dillon, who you'd expect to be the next guy up, I believe he got banged up too. I'm going to just look him up quick. They also signed, I think they signed somebody too. So A.J. Dillon, yeah, he has a groin injury and was a limited participant on Tuesday's practice or practice estimate. I guess they didn't actually practice today, but they estimate if they did practice who would have participated and A.J. Dillon would have been limited. So watch out for that. They have uh, Emmanuel Wilson is a rookie running back that could be involved too without Aaron Jones. So we'll see. I mean, A.J. Dillon has not been a good backup. He's been involved all season long, but and Aaron Jones has missed time after week one. And A.J. Dillon did absolutely nothing. He has two games over 10 points, and that includes having several games as being the only guy there. The The Packers offense just hasn't been great. Jordan Love hasn't been great. So temper expectations, even if A.J. Dillon is the starter. I agree. Someone or a couple of guys who were the starters on the Rams, Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman, are now likely irrelevant as uh, Kyron Williams is going to be activated from IR. The Rams even went as far as to wave Daryl Henderson. I was going to say one of those guys is definitely irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, he's not even not even on the team, I guess. Uh, so that sucks, but he did his job. He scored some touchdowns, and now he's gone. Um, let's see. Cooper Cup, mm. man, considered day to day with a sprained ankle. This guy got hurt and in the in the game, and I don't think he. I don't know if he came back or something, but he didn't have a good day. Only like five he tried points. To, but uh, he was like warming up on the sideline. Eventually, McVeigh made the decision to keep him out. And, uh, of course, as soon as Cup gets hurt and goes off, that's when I'm starting to worry about Puka because uh, now he's going to be the number one option. And he was. And that's how it goes. Right. So um, so he he's day-to-day. That's like three games in a row of just like five points from Cooper Cup. You had um, – obviously, he was out for like the first four weeks or something like that. No, I think it was more than that. Comes back with two great games. Stafford's out. Cooper Cup has like three bad ones or two bad ones. Stafford's back. Cooper Cup gets hurt. So it has not been a fun time with Cooper Cup. We're week 12 and he's had two good games. But at least he's not out for the season. Unlike a couple of people in this list. That is Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews. That's how this week started. Thursday night, Bengals, Ravens, Burrow and Andrews. Two major fantasy uh, contributors out for the season. Mark Andrews had an ankle injury and um, Joe Burrow, I'm going to have to scroll back for this. He had some type of leg injury, I thought too. 
Uh, oh, sorry. Season-ending wrist surgery. Mm. Require season-ending wrist surgery. So that is tough. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so they're out for the season. More injuries. Doesn't stop there. Ken Walker, Kenneth Walker, K9, suffered an injury to his oblique. And he had an oblique injury and was doubtful to return, never came back. And again, they have a quick turnaround. The Seahawks play Thursday, and he's expected to miss. Uh, we don't really have a ton on the injury. All we know is Pete Carroll said it's a, quote, legit injury. Hmm. A, quote, and he was, legit he was a injury. Yes, legit is how he described it. Uh, because Ken Walker has been banged up, but they just haven't been legit injuries. Now it's legit. And um, he was a non-participant in practice. They play Thursday. I'm guessing he's not going to play this week. We'll see what happens later. Someone else who got banged up. Oh, oh Glenn's pointing to the quick. board. Get back! Gibbs versus Ken Walker is on the board. Didn't look so hot for the Gibby fans, which is the whole podcast of Stella Seller. Yep. But now it's looking hot, as Gibbs has been hot, and Ken Walker has been cold. And now Walker's injured, and maybe you can say that invalidates the whole bet. Ah, but... shit. Well, <laughs> Gibbs missed a week, too. It's real to me, damn it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, I give him one week. Devon HN, he hurt his previously injured knee. The knee that put him on IR got re-injured very early in the game, and he did not come back. Tough. That sucks. Yeah, it does. It's not been ruled out. I believe Coach Mike McDaniel said uh, he might play, he might not. That's like the most we got out of out of his injury this week. So thanks, Mike. They and they play Friday. So hello, yeah, the Friday first game. ever Black Friday game. Yep, Amazon pulling out all the stops this year. So because I think that's a prime prime game. Yeah. It is. So there you go, Justin Jefferson. So he was on IR, as we all know, missed four games. The fifth game where he would have been eligible to come back was this past week. He didn't come back. And now Jefferson still projected for zero on ESPN, saying he wants to make sure he's 100% healthy. And guess what? They have a bye in week 13. So as all these teams do, happened with Eckler, I believe, they're probably just going to sit in one more game. It's just, And then that way he gets an extra week with the bye, and then he's – for sure healthy in week 14. You know what's you know what's helping that too? The Vikings are winning. winning. Right. The alien They're winning dude. football games. Yeah, Josh except, Dobbs. Except uh Sunday night. Broncos won that one. Right. Yeah. Broncos have been uh competent They're, lately. they're streaking too. Sean Payton doesn't play football. Is it, is it crazy how like the Vikings can just not skip a beat and just pick up Josh Dobbs and the Patriots are just like slewing in their own shit with Mac Jones and, and Zappy. Because um Patriots, well, I should say the Vikings actually have a roster, an NFL roster, and the Patriots have guys that are just an arena football league roster. Not good. So it comes down yeah, to still I I want to talk well, we can talk about the Patriots after, but uh all right, continue with the news. Michael Thomas is on IR for knee injury. He'll miss the next four games. Turn Darkness. on the Dude, The closet door is closed. It is closed, which means the Alave nightlight is shining bright. Sure is. Um, 
I think that does it for significant injuries. Um, yeah. How about Tim Boyle getting the start? That's right. Jet fans protested. They got their wishes. Zach Wilson will not play football this week. Wow. Unless something, unless something happens. Only 11 yeah, weeks too late. Right. I know. They might even try to get Aaron Rodgers back this week. That's how bad it's been. There's, he's saying week 15. Yeah, he wants to come back in December. That's crazy. That would be miraculous. Yeah, it would. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah, Tim Boyle. We're going to see. Can't Jets be worse than Zach Wilson. Because I'll tell you what, I can't, I can't watch him play quarterback anymore. And I don't know how many more. I mean, they got the Friday game, but I, don't, I hope they don't have many more primetime games because I won't watch if Zach Wilson's out there. He is bad, man. <laughs> I mean, bad. Like one of the worst to bad. ever play the quarterback position. And he was a number two pick overall. How does that happen? People are dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, the NFL is just different. I'm scrolling, and I don't see anything. Right, that Unless you good. got something. I got nothing. What I do have. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. This is Stellar Stars of the Week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job your man or woman started. Matthew Sousa. Yes. Would you, would you like to share your Stellar Star of the Week? I would, as if the freaking ESPN website would cooperate with me. Um, I'm gonna have to bring it up in sleeper. My That's stellar okay. star. Oh, okay. Is none other than Saquon Barkley. Ooh, that was gonna be mine. But I see what you did. He's, he's on your team. <sighs> no. no, aside from. Tr- Aside from one other person, I think he was the highest scorer on the week. Uh, with 28 fantasy points and half PPR, he had 14 carries for 83 yards. But here's where he hit Pater. Four receptions, 57 yards, and two touchdowns. Two voluptuous touchdowns mm. for a total of 28 points, which was his best game of the season. Great to see, considering how god-awful the Giants offense has been. Last week, was against Dallas, or two weeks ago, however you want to look at it, against Dallas, and that was putrid. This week against Washington, better matchup. Danny DeVito played out of his ass, it seemed like. he actually They won the game. They won yeah. the game. He had some really nice passes to Darius Slayton. Saquon had some really nice rushes. It didn't start off great. No. So I, I got a notification because I had him say, I had actually DeVito in Sleeper. Don't even ask. It's a whole other story. And so anything he did, I would I would know. And it said, oh, DeVito passed 21 yards to Saquon Barkley. So I'm like, is that the grocer's league? Yes. And he ended up putting up 22 points. So it's a great play. Oh, man. Um, so, so I got notified that he had a deep pass to Saquon. I was like, great. I was like, wow, if Saquon has that much receiving yards already and he's a running back, he had his rushing performance, he must have a pretty good game. Then I see the the thing pop up on the bottom where it shows the scores around the league and the stats. 
So you wanted like five rushes for minus four yards or four rushes for minus five yards. I was like, oh, he actually is subtracting from his receiving performance. I think at the half he had like eight for minus one or something. I was like, this is unbelievable. But then he he did gash them in the second half and put up a really good performance. So thankful to see that. He sure did. Yes, New England next week. Uh, My stellar star of the week, I I mean, I'm going to go out of the box a little bit here. Because there are some honorable mentions, including Calvin Rindley, Brock Purdy, Jalen Warren, uh, Gus Edwards. But I'm going to go with, ready for this? Yes. The Dallas Cowboys defense. Oh. The Dallas Cowboys defense, currently the number one ranked defense in fantasy, put up another 20-plus point performance. As they get 20 to 23 total fantasy points. They only allowed 10 points against the Panthers. They had seven sacks. Second time this year they've had seven sacks, by the way. They had a pick six, which is Deron Bland's fourth pick six this year, tying an NFL record. And they had one fumble recovery. And that totals up to 23 points. Cowboys' sixth win this year, a 20-plus point margin. It's um, that defense, man. It's it's worth trading, like, trading for in some instances. Like, if you're able to somehow acquire the Dallas D in a trade for, like, actual positional players, that's a really good value add to your team, at least in certain instances, like I said. Their schedule actually does get – rough towards the playoffs where they play Philly and Buffalo and Miami and, and Detroit, all pretty high-powered offenses. But when they have a favorable matchup, it's a dominant game. It's unbelievable. So in every win this year that they've had, besides one, the Chargers on Monday night, they've scored over double-digit fantasy points. 35 against the Giants, 16 against the Jets, 26 against the Patriots. 16 against the Rams, 11 against the Giants again, 23 against Carolina. And the games that they lose, though, negative two against Arizona, negative three against San Fran, four points against Philly. So, something keep Right, mind. that's where it's like when the matchup isn't great, don't expect a 20-point yeah. game. But um, six touchdowns on the year, too, in 11 – well, 10 games. So, they're averaging – more than a touchdown every two games, or however you want to say it. That's kind not for the defense. But kind of crazy. But yeah, they're my stellar star of the week. And a big important stretch of games coming up for them. They face the commanders on Thanksgiving, followed by the Seahawks. Then it's Philly, Buffalo, Finns. Then the in Buffalo, again. in Miami, and then Detroit for the fantasy championship game. Week, Ooh. like that. A lot of good teams. A lot of good football. We're gonna have to see it. Um, that oh, was yeah. the stars of the week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job, your man or woman. Started. It's time, isn't it? It's time. We didn't decide one before the pod, but we'll I did. It out. I had one. All right, In go ahead. Head. You do it. So you tell me. We'll see. Okay, here we go. It is time for the fuck oh, yeah. of the week. 
brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, mm. you might as well use Lube. Did that might come well. through good? That count. That was great. That was okay. the best one all season. And I'm gonna tell Let's Mason go. next week. He's gonna step up his game, or else Susan's yeah. gonna do it. Can't tell him tonight because he's not gonna come to the podcast. Right. No, he's not gonna come either. <laughs> Damn. Um. Anyway, my fuck of the week is AJ Brown. Oh, this guy, the number two receiver, mind you, who's been unstoppable all year, got stopped in Kansas City. He had one reception in a game where the Eagles won. One reception for four yards. No, eight yards. I'm sorry. Four targets, one reception, eight yards. That's it. One for eight. Tough. So in most instances, he probably fucked you if you needed him. When the world needed him most on a Monday night, no less. Oh, I got A.J. Brown. I'm down 10. I got A.J. Brown. Nope. You lost. Even if you were down two, you lost. Two. Yeah, that's oof. You'd think that would be like a guaranteed win. But tough. That's the fuck of the week. 1.3 points. If you're in any PPR kind of format, if you're in standard, you got 0. 0.8. That's tough. 0. 0.8. Um, Susan, I said before this podcast, because it is Thanksgiving week and uh, a pretty exciting football week and Things in fantasy really aren't going my way. But if there's one thing I do know, there's one thing I do know, Susan, it's my food. So what I'm doing right here on this podcast is I'm challenging you to a Thanksgiving food draft. And we're going to see who can draft a better team. Because you might have gotten a better team than me in the fantasy this year. And we're going to find that out this Sunday. And Thursday. And That's Monday. right. We didn't even tell the, the people. We're That's now, true. after you went head to head with Mason, now you're going head to head with me. Yep. And you Thanks guys and my, my season back to back. And that's, you know what? That's just fine. That's just fine with me because, and the thing is, too, you know what really sucks is I know my team's not this bad. Like, like if I make the consolation, I shouldn't win the toilet. But then again, Mason shouldn't have won the toilet last year. <laughs> so there's always that chance. Right. And anything can happen with injuries from now until the end of the season. So that, that's right. It. Yeah. We still have three weeks before the playoffs. Right. So a lot can change. Sure. But yeah, I, I want to challenge you to a uh, to a Thanksgiving food draft. Yeah. So, so we're going to be drafting a plate. Thanksgiving plate. Yeah. I'm going to. All right. So here's, here's how this is going to work. I already have some ideas. Good. How are we going to determine who has first pick? Hmm. It's a good question. Charles. I'm going to pick like one or two or something. One or two? Who's going to be one? It'll be your pick. Whatever she says is going to be your pick. One or two. What do you mean? If she says one, you get the first pick. If she says two, you get the second pick. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Craig said Sue's already gets everything he wants in fantasy. Glenn gets pick one. Everything I want. Can you hear her if she says something? Say something, Charles. Something. I hear hear. it. Yeah. I need you to pick one or two. Mm 
He says, What'd you say? One? Two. Fuck! All right, thanks. She's spoken. All right. All right, so. Right there, Mr. Susan. Don't worry. So, yeah. There's I, only two people. It's only two of us, so there's going to be plenty of games I mean, to go around. There, well, I know, but there is a definite number one pick here. Like the Christian McCaffrey of Thanksgiving food. And, hmm. Really? I, I think so, because when it comes to all the, now, like I said, True. it's included, but not limited to the main dishes, sides, desserts, beverages, if you want. So, uh, I'm, I mean, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to round out the whole, the whole dinner, which includes the beverage, the dessert, like it, like pretend you're going to the Thanksgiving destination and what you drafted now is going to be what you're having for that day. Right, but there's no so, order. Like we don't have to pick. No, there's no order. All right, all right. Well, that's the roster. No. All right. So, so drinks uh, will probably be last because that could be anything. But that's well, just how yeah. I'm looking at it. And also, you got to understand here, these are very subjective, and I am a picky eater. That's true. A lot of true. stuff I don't like. So this I stuff will probably fall to you. <laughs> I already won. But Go ahead, Susa. My number one pick, because you just can't have a thanksgiving dish without it in my opinion it's mashed potatoes Ooh, there's all kinds of meats out there and sides but you gotta have mashed potatoes it's the cornerstone of every thanksgiving dish see that's where you're wrong that's where you're wrong because you can have mashed potatoes any time of the year doesn't matter but there's only one time, and I mean one time, that you can have my first pick. And that is lovely, delicious Thanksgiving stuffing. It's, it's, it's unanimous. Number one. I mean, I have no. had stuffing on multiple occasions this year. So I, I won't say that that's only a Thanksgiving thing. Well, it should be. I mean, what you had, Sousa, okay. Is stovetop, correct? Yeah. yeah. Which a lot of people argue is the best. I know you uh, have like grandma stuffing or something, right? I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna put that yeah, say grandma stuffing. Grandma stuffing. Because <laughs> people are gonna say, Oh, stovetop's not that good. No, no. Grandma stuffing is that grandma good. Grandma stuffing. That is a that's a good pick. I, I I knew that was probably gonna be get away from me, but are we Personally, all right? So I'm okay not having it. Are we going? Are we going back and forth? Or are we doing serpentine? Like I get two picks now, and then you get two picks. Oh, we can do snake if you want. All right, all right. Still a little snake. Hmm. Mashed potatoes, stuffing. Mm-hmm. Off the board. Off the board. I'm going to go with, uh, Craig actually said in the chat, I'm going to go with some warm dinner rolls. <sighs> that was my you, pick. You got to have the bread next. I know. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have said snake because yeah. that was my pick. You did. Now you get two picks though in a roll. That's how it works. That's true. And I could, I could... 
could think I could say something that's that could fill in the role spot. But if you already drafted it, then I can wait. I can wait on role. I I could double up. You could, but that might be a detriment to you. So I know that a lot of people might even argue about this pick, but it is a classic. I got to pick turkey. Got to go with the turkey. It's the staple of Thanksgiving. A lot of people say it's dry. It sucks. Ham. I'll take ham over it. But come on. You got to at least try it. Right. Because turkey is. If like if you don't have turkey on Thanksgiving, I'm kind of judging you a little bit. Right, like, like what you think you're better than us? Yeah, like, come on, like, like it's one day of the year you can't just scarf down some turkey. I know, because because the turkey too, that's what also makes the stuffing great. Like the stuffing that's inside the turkey, that's oh yeah, that's the peak. So is that grandma's secret then? Well, grandma turkey, she she makes two different things. One's a soft stuffing that goes into the turkey, but she also makes a separate dish of regular hard stuffing that's baked. Okay. Yeah. I personally prefer the soft stuffing because you get all the turkey juices. Yeah. Moist. From, yeah. It's good. All right. That's so turkey. It's, it's a classic, and I respect that pick. And I think now, if it came back to me, I was going to take turkey. Yeah. yeah. There's other meat options. I'll concede, though. Um, so turkey's good. Now, a lot of people say, like I was saying, how they might not maybe prefer turkey. And if they do have it, you likely need to have a little something with it to to make it not so dry. And that's my next pick. It's the gravy. It's the gravy. You got to have the gravy with the turkey. And with my mashed potatoes also on my plate since I drafted it, you put some gravy on the mashed potatoes. You got like like an interchangeable. It's like, uh, I'm trying to think like a comparison. It's like one that branches off the other. And And they're like, you know. Yeah, they're it's all like, they're all it's like, linked. It's like Spider Man, Venom, and Carnage. Like they're all linked from one another. Right. Yeah. And um and I'm honestly, if I oh if I only had rolls, I'm fine with just that. Since I'm so picky. <laughs> Turkey and potatoes, get some gravy with that, and obviously I'd have some bread with that as well, and then I'm good. But uh it's not my pick. Give it to you. Next two picks. So I got turkey, potatoes, and gravy. You have Stuffing and rolls. Stuffing and rolls, huh? So we need we need something to add to it. Now I could just <sighs> dessert is very subjective. Okay, it is. Now I could go here and say ah, I'm going to pick the best dessert right now, and you know pick it at number three. But I feel like I can wait because maybe yeah. your best dessert isn't my best dessert or the people's. So <sighs> I'm going to go with. I got stuffing, warm dinner rolls. I can wait on the meat too, because uh, you got turkey. Uh, I try to screw you. Yeah, you might. I'm gonna go with. Mm, this is tough. Now I don't have this at my house on Thanksgiving, but I know what people do. It could be a people pick. It's a people pick. I, me personally, we don't have this at my thing, but I know it's a common dish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call macaroni and cheese. Really? Okay. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Well, oh. No, I can't. 
<laughs> mac and cheese. I, I've I've heard people cheese. have it at thanks at Thanksgiving as like a side dish. Now I'm just I'm carving up right here, stuffing, warm dinner rolls, mac and cheese. Damn, yeah. But we got we got one more pick um to go like i said i don't have it at my place but i heard that's a thing and honestly like you know how people make the baked mac and cheese and like the casual dish that sounds pretty good i feel like i need a vegetable yeah but i'm gonna wait on the vegetable oh this next this next pick might not be a fan favorite but it is a favorite for me and i feel like this is another thing that i only have on thanksgiving and I look forward to, and I love it. Okay. Fourth pick is cranberry sauce. Ooh. I was going to pick that next, too. So here's the thing. Now, when I say cranberry sauce, I don't mean like grandma's cranberry sauce, like homemade cranberry sauce. I mean the ocean spray slips out of the can. <laughs> you got to jiggle it out okay. and slop it's it right. on the thing. Yeah. So that's like that's, the, that's the best version of cranberry sauce. It's so fucking good, dude. Just buy it from a store, but it's the best one. It, it's the best one. It pop it right on there. I, and the thing is, I think I might be the only one who eats it. Like when we have it at Thanksgiving. I don't see a lot of people eating cranberry sauce. I don't like it, but I know it's a staple. Like when you get Thanksgiving sandwiches or whatever somewhere, oh, yeah. it's, it's the turkey stuffing cranberry sauce. So it is a staple. You have to pick it. I was going to pick it too, even if I don't like it. Okay, here's the thing. I'm I might screw you here. Uh oh. Now Craig needs to watch his mouth in the chat because he's giving away picks and he's <laughs> he's uh, making me self conscious with his opinions on certain foods. Uh oh. <laughs> but um, it is what I was thinking, and I'm gonna go. And he's only reinforcing it for me. It's gonna be the dessert, pumpkin pie. Ooh. I'm gonna snag that because I do think that is the top tier Thanksgiving dessert. Even if I personally. Don't enjoy it myself. See, I'm I'm like, I'm all kinds of pie. Pumpkin pie is great. I do love pumpkin pie. But I think there's other types of pie that are equally as good on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you, you could say apple. But I just feel like pumpkin really captures Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's like the fall, the harvest, pumpkin. Right. I get that. Yeah. It's weird if you eat pumpkin pie on Easter. Like, <laughs> yeah, would be fuck? crazy. Yeah. My next pick, I got to double down. Oh, shit. Because I do this personally. I have turkey, but I also have ham. I should have picked I'm, ham. I'm picking ham. I have turkey and ham with my mashed potatoes and gravy and uh, pumpkin pie waiting for me on deck. That's my pick. Ham. You stole I'll, I'll admit, turkey has its limitations. And if you're fortunate enough to have a ham there as well, you got to throw that on the plate because it's a good mix and a nice juicy ham. I don't know if you do it with pineapple on it or not, but oh, yeah. it's good. Pineapple, the glaze on the outside, nice good. baked ham. thing is, I have that on Christmas and Easter. Where we just yes. eat turkey on Thanksgiving. But I, I, I prefer a ham over turkey, actually. Oh, so you don't have ham on Thanksgiving at all? Yeah, my no. parents, they make so much food and ham's usually there too. Yeah, I'm not, I, know, I know everybody, a lot of people do both. So now I'm thinking here. I don't know what other meats are available on Thanksgiving. Do people have steak? 
You might have to go with the uh, Thanksgiving Eve discount chicken. Rotisserie, Rotisserie chicken. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon pepper chicken from Lee's. Yeah. Um, I got to think of other picks. All right, we're going to wait on that one then. Because if you pick another meat, then fuck you. Uh, no, no. We got to put oh, a, some type of cap on this draft here. I, I got one. Um, corn. Oh, gotta brilliant. Have, gotta have corn with your uh, mashed potatoes. Else. I need mashed corn potatoes. with my mashed potatoes. <laughs> corn. Forget about corn. I was too focused on grabbing that meat. <laughs> grabbing that meat. <laughs> Shit. Um, okay. Okay. One more. Man, I, I am carved and starched up on this side. I, need... I can't believe I forgot corn. You got corn. And then I feel like I'm missing something else. Said gravy. Mm. Tell you what, I'm gonna go beverage here. A nice ice cold beer to wash it down. Okay. I think that'll be a fan favorite. Yeah. So those those are your two picks, right? Corn and beer. Yeah. What pick was that? What number? Do you, are you keeping track of this? I am. That was my f- one, two, three, four, five, six pick. Should we just do eight? So I'll go twice, and then you go twice. Is that how it'll work? And then will that be eight no. total? That'll be that'll be seven for you. Okay. Oh yeah, because I'll I'll close out the draft. Do you want to stop at eight? Yeah, we can stop it. Unless, unless okay. I forget one. All right, so I have turkey, potatoes, gravy, uh, pumpkin pie, ham. and ham. Jesus. Double so you that. took. Uh, I let I let corn slip. So I need a vegetable as well, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be green beans. Just, Just green, green beans? beans. Green beans. Not green bean casserole. Just Craig Gold. Won't yeah, Craig said we won't be friends anymore. I personally don't go for it myself, but uh, no, 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 no. Oh, it for the people. Green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. Because there's a lot of people that fiend over that shit. You sick and son I, of a bitch. And this will be posted on the socials, so I do need to I, win uh, the people over. Right hand to God, I've never had green bean casserole. I like Either green beans. Me too. I well, think it's uh, like cream of mushroom soup with like fried onions on top. I think that's the how it's made. Okay, that don't sound that bad. But it's just like when you think of a castle, you think of usually like something sweet, like a peach cobbler or like, a, you know. I don't because when I hear castle, crisp. I just don't want it. I don't eat it. Greg says that dish is so <laughs> ass. I've never, got, never seen someone get up and go for a second. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Okay, and um, all right, so I'm just mad. I'm really mad you took rolls and corn, but I, I had no choice on that one. Corn, oh, that really got by me. <laughs> I will go for the drink because I really don't know what else I'd draft. Actually, I do know what else I'd draft, but I'll save that for my last pick. I need a drink. You took beer. I'm gonna mm. give a tall glass of cola, cola, Pepsi, Coke, Stars and Stripes, cola. Not Fanta, Paul. orange, or anything like that. Cola. 
Yes, please. It's all cola. All right, we're we're winding down here. Yep. Um. feel like i'm missing vegetables and i know i am because i normally pass the vegetables i mean corn's good enough for me but i mean was corn really a vegetable it's like is pluto really a planet right all right i'm gonna go with a vegetable here and i'm gonna go with a dessert okay so my vegetable is gonna be it's actually a combination. Two vegetables and one. Carrots and turnips. Fucking carrots. I let I forgot about that one. Right? That's together, right? Yeah, there's hey. a that's a dish where it's mixed together. Carrots and turnips are together, right? Turnips and carrots. Well, I said <laughs> carrots and turnips. No, it's turnips and carrots. Alright. <laughs> cross that out real quick i'm a dumbass yeah it's not dog it's cat it's cat dog right and then i said i needed to go with the dessert right so many options so many pies last pick i mean you got blueberry apple chocolate cream custard Tricks. Craig said podcast title, Turnips and Carrots. Turnips and Carrots. Um, Poontang. Doesn't have to be pie. Could be like a banana bread. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that's a thing. No, we're going to go apple pie, man. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, I feel like those are, that and pumpkin pie, pretty interchangeable. Can't go wrong with either for a dessert. Nice, nice warm apple pie. Throw it in the microwave for a little bit. Take a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Or if you're crazy, you just eat it cold. That's been a debate in the past. Oh, yeah. Who does that? Is that Nate? Nate. Yeah. yeah. And he's adamant Fucking about that, too. <laughs> ice cold apple pie. I'm like, what? Dude puts it in the freezer and lets it thaw now. Imagine. <laughs> um, um, no. All right. So, so that's your eighth pick. So I have one six, left, right? Three, four, five, six, seven. I didn't pick a meat. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Fuck! Oh god! Oh god! Well, looks like uh, you just have to make it work. I'm gonna have to add Is an it, extra pick here. <laughs> you have? Uh, does that mean you have like a vegetarian dish then? Uh. Is it all like non-animal based? No, mac and cheese is. It's not. Well, it's not. It's. I guess it's vegetarian, it was, but it's not vegan. Yeah, not vegan, but vegetarian. <laughs> God damn. Um. All right. Well, my what was gonna be my last pick. Now, I don't know if this is gonna fly, but I couldn't get rolls. I couldn't get corn, but I'm gonna go with cornbread. Oh, for a nice bread-based side cornbread i'll tell you what i'll give you one more pick so i can get a meeting here okay <laughs> if you take 
Oh yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I will lose my shit. Ooh. Ooh. I got one. Make your pick. You got a meat? Oh, I got Make a meat. Um this is the meats oh, of all meats. What else did I go with? I actually just thought of a meat. I wonder if it's what you're gonna pick. I swear um, I'll punch you in the No, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a different side. So I have green bean casserole. That's my only vegetable. So maybe I can think of something else. Does well, carrots count? Or because you have turnips no, and carrots? I got, turnips and carrots. I got one for you if you want me to Bullshit. say it. What is it? Squash. Yeah. Or squash. Oh, how about this? Peas could work. I don't usually don't eat them straight up, but if they're in like fried rice or something, I'm fine with that. You have fried I'm rice gonna... on Thanksgiving? No, I'm just like oh. in general. Do I like <laughs> peas? <laughs> I, I, I'm picturing like peas, like a pea dish at Thanksgiving. You're like, nah, throw them in the fried rice and I'll make it work. I know. Um, okay, so I will do another bit. It's not going to be a vegetable, right. but it's going to be something that you do see at Thanksgiving. And that's gonna be sweet potatoes. Ooh, that's like, a good like one. mashed sweet potatoes. All right. Sweet potatoes. That's a good pick. My last pick right here. It's gonna knock your socks off. I'm ready. Uh oh, wait a minute. All right. People do this. I swear they do. I don't do this, and I probably will never do it. Okay. The meat. The main dish. You're going to cut up a big slice of mm. beef wellington. What? Oh, yeah. You can just pull shit out of your ass. What do you mean? Beef wellington. Man, that's chokes. I'll give you a prime hey, rib. I am not on this podcast. I know. Beef Wellington. People have that thing. Just pulls out a gourmet dish because he's out of options. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Christmas. Oh. I'll... All right. Yeah, I switched to prime rib. <laughs> Craig says, bro said beef Wellington. That's where I draw the line. Hey, that's good. But so Christmas. Like we'll said, do a Christmas draft. My, my parents cook a shit ton of food. And one thing they do make on thanksgiving in addition to ham and turkey is a prime rib too that, so yeah, i'll give I you that see, i was that. thinking prime rib originally but then i remember my sister-in-law said that she made a beef wellington but she probably said that she was making it for christmas okay that's um, Thanksgiving. yes i actually that does sound right never had it for christmas no i haven't but, either um i have heard of that all right so cool. let's take a look back at this uh this draft here We'll go with Susan's team because he had the first pick. Mashed potatoes, turkey, gravy, pumpkin pie, ham, bastard, green bean casserole, a tall cola, cornbread, and sweet potatoes. Those last last three picks are really sneaky good. I like that. Sneaky. And then I got stuffing. <clears throat> Sorry. Grandma stuffing. Mm. Warm dinner rolls. Mac and cheese, cranberry sauce, corn, ice cold beer, 
turnips and carrots, apple pie, and a prime rib from Whites of Westport. That's pretty good. You got the two of the three big things, and that's cranberry sauce and stuffing. Turkey being the third big uh, Thanksgiving dish. So that's pretty good. It's gonna, it's gonna come decide. down to the prime rib. Is that if that throws people off, they might not like that draft. I think I think the only thing is with that is, I think we got a lot of people who don't like turkey, and I think they'll be okay with that. I do have ham. That's true. You do I, have I, ham. I offered that second option. That's true. You did. You did <laughs> offer that. But then they're gonna show up and they're gonna be like, "Where's the stuffing?" <laughs> and then, I know. <laughs> I don't have. I have. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have rolls. I got cornbread, though. We got mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes. Yeah. Take a pick. Two meats, yeah. two starches. Yeah. And a tall cold. Sweet potatoes, I'm not big on that. I've tried it. It's like like a dessert to me. It's like really sweet. I don't really? Yeah. For the ones I've tried, at least. Too sweet. You, like, for me. Uh, you remember sweet potato fries? I don't think so. Next time you go out to like a pub or something, see if they have sweet potato fries. Okay. It's pretty good. Pretty good substitute. <laughs> I'm going to ask my mom with a beef wellington. <laughs> Fuck off, man. Oh, I knew man. she made it for something. It was Christmas I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, I, I, I watched a video, oh, it was yesterday, two days ago, of um, these guys making a the world's largest beef wellington. World's largest? Yeah, like Guinness World Record. How big? Um, I forgot how many pounds it was, but it was like it was pretty big. It's like, this, it's like it's like this, like a fucking whole pig, yeah. size of a pig. But I've only Gordon ever had Ramsey. it at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant in Boston. Was it only good? one time I had it once. I was there. It was good, but it was it was undercooked. It was not cooked enough for my liking. It's supposed to be medium rare, which is already like a little yeah, too under than what I like. But I think it was a little under that. Like when I got mm. into it, it was just like flabby red meat. Uh, very chewy. I was like, I think this is straight up rare. and That's a little too much. But like they kind of can't do anything about it because yeah, they just it's in the thing. It's yeah, they, they sear it and then they wrap it in the pastry and then you just throw it in the oven and, you know, you get what you get. Can't like fry it up after that. No. But that's yeah, tough. I feel like it's very tough to make. Yeah, and it, it's like wrapped in uh, mushroom, and like mushrooms. Yeah, prosciutto and mushroom, and I that was like the only time I ever had mushroom too. But I was willing to do it for the oh, sake yeah. of the Wellington, and it was you good. Never had mushrooms? No. Nope. Never. No. Like, so what like... the hell is that? That belongs outside in the dirt, and I'll kick it into the woods. You never had like a, a stuffed mushroom? No. It never appealed to me. I was never interested in it. Or like but mushrooms have... in like a... Uh, you ever have like chicken marsala? Yeah, I mean, I, I pick around them if it's in a dish. And a lot of times it might turn me off to even having the dish as, a, as it is. But uh, there was a... Recently, we had something, a pasta dish with it in it. And um, I think I've had a couple of things with cream of mushroom in it. And I, and I actually secretly like it, even if my mind is trying to tell me I don't. Yeah, mushrooms I've never just good. eaten a mushroom. I fuck with mushrooms heavy, but like it's got to be like a cooked mushroom, obviously, but like cooked well, where it's like sauteed or whatever. It's like onions. Mm-hmm. 
Like when you like fry up onions or whatever, and they get like that nice like caramelization yeah. on it. Yeah, that's really good. This is a fancy football podcast. It is a fancy football podcast. Which means we got stuff to talk about. Like, yeah, this is a big week, Thanksgiving week. And Thanksgiving is always a great day. It's unique. You get three games. You got a game on every slot, but it's just one. You got yep. that 1230 slot, that four o'clock slot, that night 830 game slot. It's a good day. I'm usually, I'm not going to lie, I'm usually passed out by like halftime of the 830 game. From the that's, that's part of the game. fun, though, of the Thanksgiving game. You wake up, you realize, actually, you have Gibbs in at noontime. I, I don't know who plays that night. Oh, um, well, I got Purdy. San Francisco and Seattle. I got, got Purdy. Yeah, so you'll wake up and see Purdy with twenty-eight points. I got a decision to make because I can either start Lions D against the Packers, or I start Niners D against the uh, Seahawks. Ooh. Now, I would say Niners D, but do you want all those people on a Thursday? Because you got to have Gibbs, Purdy, and a defense. Well, either way, I'm going to have a defense on a Thursday. So it's either going to be Lions. Oh, yeah, the Lions. My bad. Yeah, I guess he has no, no way around that. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Niners D because of Geno and his elbow. You mean the thing I didn't talk about in the news? Right. Yeah, Gino has uh, he hurt his elbow, showed no structural damages. He's potentially uh, he could potentially play on Thursday, barring a setback. I mean, if he plays, fine. He's on a bum elbow. The only thing I don't like is that the game's in Seattle. I'd feel a lot better if it was in San Fran. Seattle's a tough place to play, but I feel like it's a must-win game for the Niners. I feel like. Uh, I trust their defense more than I trust Detroit's because I trusted Detroit's this week against the Bears, and the Bears hmm. took a shit on them for about three and a half quarters. Give the Lions credit where it's due. They came back, had a good game. Um, Yeah, you have anybody on thanks? Oh, you got C.D. Lamb. Yeah, C.D. Lamb, and now I have Zach Charbonnet Sunday night in that Seattle game. Thursday night. Th- Thursday night, my bad. But, yeah, that, that Niners game, I'll have a guy. Going against your defense. All right. Okay. Hmm. And then when my defense makes Charbonnet fumble, it's really like plus four. Right. But when Charbonnet scores, it's like plus eight for me. (laughs) Don't be sad. Don't be sad. Do you have anybody Monday? No, but I know you do. I One do. of your best players at that, which I hate. Who's Monday? The Vikings and Bears. You have Hawkinson. Ooh, big cock hock on a Monday. Got that 20-point game in your back pocket if you need it. Uh, on a know. Monday I, night. I needed that last Sunday and you didn't get it. You did. Yeah, okay, cool. What's What's the Sunday night game? Sunday night is... oh. Ravens and Chargers. Ah, oh, jeez. We're all over the map here. That's we got the fun. first game. We got the last game. We got the middles. We got everything. I don't have anybody in that game either. That is not <laughs> fun. Um. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough game. 
going against Yasuza. But if I can find a way, I got Panacho next week. Then I got Fryer to end my season. Okay. I have your dad next week if that helps. Uh, it might. Probably not. I think he has a two-game lead on me right now, so I need him to lose a few more games. Okay. We're going to see. Um, would you like to get to game picks? Or do you want to talk about how yeah. the Patriots are? No, no. No, that's okay. They had a bye, so we can give them a break. Did you hear um, Belichick's interview today? Or like no. press conference? The reporters were like trying their hardest to get an answer out of Bill, and you know how he is. They basically yeah. wanted to know if there was going to be a quarterback change this week when the pack, um, when the Patriots play the Giants. They said, so, um, you know, any change to QB? Bill's like, I told everyone to be ready. And he goes, uh, oh, annoying. So you're still going to have Mac Jones as the quarterback going into Sunday. And he said, I told everyone in the locker room, make sure you're ready. They kept saying that over and over again. Whenever somebody asked him a question like that, he said, yeah. He said, you know, just be ready. And uh, that's what I told the guys. And we're hoping that everyone's ready. <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> oh my gosh. he's Yeah, he's stone cold like that. But the thing is, like. Just doesn't give an inch. It's your quarterback. Like, it's something for, like, you know, like like a, like a skill position play, like a wide receiver. You don't know who's going to be out there here and there. Quarterback's kind of important, especially when you're practicing during the week. And I feel like you kind of know who the starting quarterback's going to be, depending who he's out there with. Well, like like the first team doing reps with the first team. That's true. If, if yeah, if they're on if they're watching practices, I would say like I'm sure Bill knows, and I would hope so. There are some coaches like earlier in the season will be like, oh, we're not sure who's going to get the start. Like Bryce Young and Sam Donald to start the season for the Panthers. Like oh. It's it's a battle in camp right now. We're gonna looking to see where we're gonna start. Like, dude, you drafted Bryce Young. Don't don't like lose his confidence by saying he has to win the job. Like, that's just right. foolish coaching. You should know your quarterback and plan for it. Hand him the first team reps. I'm sure Bill knows he just isn't giving us any information because why would he? Right, but like what's the goal here for the Patriots? Like, do you like the second half of the year? Like, are you just rolling out this team and then you know, whatever you have, that's what it is. Or like you still trying to actively win games. Like I feel like Bill um, wants to win games so he can get closer to that record. Right. Because he has integrity, I'm sure, and he has that record to fight for too. So I'm sure he wants to So win. let me ask you a question, Susan. Who's the quarterback on the Patriots that gives you the best chance to win? I gotta say Mac Jones. It has to be. There's no other option. Yeah. We had we played the Zappy uh, experiment last year, and I think he had that game where he came in, lit the world on fire. Everyone was it's rooting for lost. him. He started. He's yeah, but he looked good. He right. started, and then he actually started the next week, and he didn't do well. No, and then we went back to Mac Jones, and people forgot that they were cheering for Zappy. And then, like, it's like you're a Pokemon guy, right? Yeah. So you know how Pokemon like. Evolve, yes, right. So, like, the quarterbacks on the Patriots are like evolution of suck. Like, Jesus. you get like Mac Jones is the guy who's evolved to the furthest point, and he's yep. the best you're gonna get. 
And then he's the, the best stage, suck. He's the best version of suck you're going to get. And then you take a step back, and that's Bailey Zappi. And then you yeah. take a step back, that's Will Greer. And then you have Malik Cunningham, So who's, I guess, more different than all the quarterbacks because Will Greer, Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones are all the same type of quarterback. But yeah, Malik Cunningham was more like a scrambler type. How bad do you have to be to be listed after those guys? Yeah, right. Makes you wonder. Hell, they should probably try Cunningham. I mean, scrambling quarterback is the that's the way to win. But I'm saying that's like the future of the NFL. You should try to give him a but shot. The, but but I feel like that would be a more feasible option if he was the number two quarterback on the depth chart. Like if Mac went down, well, yeah, he'd come yeah. in next. Like he's so bad at playing well, quarterback. Right, that's true. He's fourth behind these three guys. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. Craig says, uh, quick thoughts on Brady's comments. I want Suze's take. You hear what he said? No. I'll play. I'm not in the know on anything. Tom Brady was on uh, Stephen A's, I think his radio show. Okay. Let's see if I can pull it up. So you're going to get a nice raw take from me. All right. Um, This is from SportsCenter's Instagram. I'm just going to play the clip from Tom Brady. There's a lot of. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way, and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. And your coach is complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to the defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect themselves. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Well, I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose. I think there's a lot of mediocrity. Whoa. That was heavy. And you could tell he was kind of passionate about that. I feel like whenever he speaks about football, he's passionate about it. A lot of – I can understand the the rule changes making things a bit softer. I think we've been talking about that for a while. They're, uh, the coaching thing, bad coaches – I can see that point. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't say there's a lot of mediocrity across the NFL. I, I the game's definitely evolving, and you have a lot of unique playmakers that you didn't really see a lot of. I feel like it's not like your bruiser type uh, running back game. You got people like Kamara and Gibbs that are just like in McCaffrey. They're just electric when you hand them the ball. North, south, east, west. Um, I don't know. Yeah, then you got all these quarterbacks. The whole game there has changed. Where every quarterbacks or a lot of great quarterbacks are mobile and rushing quarterbacks, and that changes everything. Uh, definitely need to be more athletic for that. Um, I don't know. I I just think it's more of you're right where you say the game's evolving. I think it's evolving like most sports do, but I think it's starting to become more one sided towards the offense. The rules, the penalties, everything's offensive-based because in order to attract more viewers to your sport, 
The most exciting thing in football is what, Sousa? Scoring touchdowns. Points, yeah. Having having your best offensive players out there, which is, you know, rules that they have to protect the quarterback, which, by the way, was enforced after Tom Brady tore his ACL in the 2008 season. A lot more rules to protect the quarterback. Can't hit him low, you know, this and that. So mm-hmm. I get it. But as far as, like, a balance in the game, like, he's right. Like, guys like Ray Lewis, Palomalu, and he said, like, Rodney Harrison, like, these guys who were, like, coming after you to hit, most of these guys would be flagged on every single play or fined on every single play. And him, like, growing up, or, or I should say him becoming the quarterback that he is, saying that he would throw a ball to a guy in a certain spot, like, if you throw somebody, like, say if a guy's coming across the middle, right? If you're the quarterback, you don't want to throw it high and up at his hands because the guy across the middle is just going to light him up. You want to throw it low towards the ground. So when he goes down, he's already on the ground, and he's avoiding the hit, like a hardest hit that he could take coming across the middle. Yeah, Brady that's something a lot that of he that. learned. Right, that's what I'm saying. But that's something that he learned because he knew that's how it goes. And most quarterbacks nowadays, they just throw it to get a completion. Throw it around your wide receiver's catch radius. So you know that the wide receiver is going to grab it no matter what. But it's, 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 I feel like breaking yeah. down that part of the game is why Brady is, was so good for so long. And he was able to do little things that only him and a few other quarterbacks of his generation could. But then again, it's a different game. Now, you don't, I feel like ball placement isn't as, isn't as important as far as rules goes, because if you throw a ball across the middle and the guy lights him up, it's a penalty and you get rewarded for it. Yep. Elite ball placement. Uh, you're right. I would always, I would always, I'd be impressed with uh, the way Brady did that. It'd almost be like, why is he throwing a shit ball to these guys? Yeah. Why Just is he because, throwing low when it And like, yeah, he's got to get these receivers have to like fall to the ground and try to make a crazy catch. But it's like, it really is because of the tackle that they're about to hit. And, yeah. Uh, and it's it's all, so it's almost like instead of the offense needing to overcome the defense, it's now the opposite, where it's right. the defense that now has to adapt and try to um, outmatch the offense, who has, I guess, the regulation advantage. You know, yeah. And even even like even with penalties, and I've been saying this, you know, for a while, like most penalties are more in the favor of the offense because even as the offense, you get penalized, you move back. 10 yards for holding, you still have a chance to make that up on, on, on your play. Like you have another down, an extra down to make that up. Whereas a defensive penalty, nine times out of 10, they're giving you free 10 yards first down. Yeah. Or even more. I mean, pass interference is the spot foul. Like, right. Right. Or like goes, un- so. Unlimited distance. Um, right. And, and the rough and some roughing the passer calls are like ridiculous. Bugs. Yeah. And that can change the entire reference. drive, the entire game, yeah. uh, stuff like that. But at the tough. same time, I don't know how I, I don't know how much of it is the fact that they want to make the game better. And for a viewer's perspective, I really do believe it's driven about safety, player safety, and concussions and injuries, and not wanting to have people have CTE coming out of football every time, like stuff like that. That's true too. I think and that I really think, is the main driver. And the product of that is more offense and better entertainment value, I guess. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Craig said he wanted 
Susan's take on Brady's comments, so there you got it. Um, let's go on to game picks. Pick skin. Pick'ems. Remember when Mason said he's going to stop in? Yeah. Yeah. That window is exactly how you set it. Yeah. It's actually it's, shut it's, now. It's, it's shut. You know, you know where you shut the window and you can lock it on the top so you can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, where are we going? Pigskin pickums. How? Yeah, what are, what are we leading off here on Turkey Day? What time, too? Twelve thirty, same time as always. Lions play at home. Cowboys play at home. This Thanksgiving Day. Now I don't know when do you eat, Susan? When do you normally eat dinner? Twelve. Well, yeah, I, I we go to different multiple houses, but the first one's at twelve. Yeah. So when I go when I go to my mom's, it's uh. Usually eating around 12, 1230. So, and I make sure that my chair is positioned towards the TV. So in my peripherals, you know, when I'm going into my Thanksgiving play, I can see Jameer Gibbs breaking off a 43-yard touchdown. And, you know, I can see it and, and enjoy that. Because the I'll Green Bay it. Packers good. are heading to Detroit to face the 8-2 and two Detroit Lions, Sousa. That's eight crazy. And two. That is the Detroit, crazy. The Detroit Lions haven't been eight and two since the 1960s. Holy shit! People were drinking from separate water fountains the last time the Detroit Lions were eight God. and two. Wow, isn't that crazy? That's like that's pre-Vietnam, right? Wasn't Nam in the 70s? Nam was like, yeah, late 60s, early 70s. Damn, pre-Lieutenant Dan. Crazy. I'm taking the Lions at home. Me too. What do you think is like the main reason for the Lions' success? Is it just a slow build over time where they just got the right pieces over the years? Or is it the coaching? Is it just one playmaker? What do you think? I think it's a combination of everything. I think I think they have supreme confidence. And I think it starts with their head coach and Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell has riled up these guys to believe that they can beat anybody when they step on the field. And I think it's increased confidence in Jared Goff. I think it's increased confidence in their defense. And the most important part of that team is the offensive line and how dominant they've been playing mm. all year. And when you got yeah. those three aspects of the game, Good old line play, good quarterback play, and good defense. You're gonna win some games, and it's just and a lot of it too. Like I said, I gotta give Dan Campbell credit. He's got some ballsy calls. Whether it's you know fake punts yeah. in your own territory, or going for it in your own territory, or you know going for it when you shouldn't go for it. Like he trusts his guys, and I think it's reciprocated, and they trust him back. And I think the way they finished the season last year, a lot of people say, you know, oh, it's a new year. But I think that momentum carried over. And you saw it in week one against Kansas City, going up against the Super Bowl champs. Like, that game is so important to the Lions because right there from the jump, they proved that they can hang with anybody. Yeah, honestly. You're right. And it's a lot different when, and I said this at the beginning of the season because, you know, people were saying, oh, yeah, Lions are a playoff team. But when your expectation is to be good and you have to live up to those expectations, it's that much more harder. And the Lions right now are answering the call. So I give them credit through 11 oh, yeah. weeks so far. 
Lions at home. And then at 4.30, this is when I, I've had, you know, had my plate, had a little third quarter, fourth quarter dessert in the Lions game. Maybe 4.30, around like halftime, I'm going back for my second plate when, uh, when the Cowboys play the Washington Commanders. I got to pick the Cowboys at home. I just Definitely. do. Cowboys have the longest home winning streak in the NFL right now, dating back to last year. So, wow. Yeah. What's their uh, thanks? Do they have a Thanksgiving streak going on or no? Um, last year they beat. I think it's at one. I think they won last year and they lost the year before. I think two years ago they lost to the Raiders. Derek Carr. Oh. That game was infuriating. But who they beat last year? I can't remember. Was it the Commanders? I feel like they faced. Oh no, they, they faced the Giants. Maybe. I don't remember. It was the Giants. I don't know. But yeah. All right. Cowboys at home, and then on Thursday night, another divisional matchup. San Francisco 49ers visit the Seattle Seahawks. And I go uh, with the Niners. I'm going to go with the Niners, too. Big win last week against Tampa Bay. And the Niners are now starting to roll a little bit. And then Friday, the first ever Black Friday game is between the Miami Dolphins and Tim Boyles. New York Jets. I believe we don't have anyone in this game, right? Um, Three o'clock Friday afternoon game. No, thank God. I know. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't got time for that. Nope. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. Tyreek is a beast, by the way. Yeah, he is. He has. He really is. So, all right. This is week. That was just week 11. And they had a bye week. So 10 games Dolphins have had. 10 games. Tyreek Hill. I want you to fill in the blank here. Tyreek Hill through 10 games only has two games under blank amount of points. What's the, what's the amount of points? What's that minimum that he puts up aside from two, two games, games under blank amount of points? 20. Yep. Aside from two weeks, eight out of the 80% of the time, he's putting up 20 or more. That's stupid. And it's just, it's like a guarantee. And, and the thing time. is, like, you watch the Dolphins and you watch them play. And, and it's so weird because I feel like Tyree Kills scores on this route every single game. It's like a, it's like a long slant or like a short post. I feel like it's a 10, 15 yard, like across the middle. And he yeah. catches it between like three defenders and he just continues to run by them. And like you look like where he's catching, they're like, oh wow, good catch, you know, pretty good game. For a normal wide receiver, that's a gain of 15, 20. That's it. For mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, he's taking it to the house for 40 plus yards. And it's just like, man. He's so quick. It's crazy. Like his tor I feel like his torso just stays the same. And his legs are just like <laughs> his legs. Just like roll. he doesn't. You don't see like his whole body into the strides. He's just like zoom with yeah. his legs only. And I'm like, how is he moving this fast? And you know what's crazy? There's other people on that team who can do that too. I know. They have like the three fastest people in the league. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. I mean, Can't beat speed. No, unless you're a good kills. team. Because yes. the Dolphins haven't beat a good team yet. 
Um, moving on to Sunday, the Nolans Saints traveled on the hot land of the face their division rival, the Atlanta Falcons, where <sighs> Desmond Ritter's getting the start, Susan. Oh. Is Bijan getting the ball, though? I uh, hope so. I hope so. We don't even know if Derek Carr is going to be playing. I didn't talk about that, but he had an injury where James. Yeah, candlelight vigil like the, for the fourth time or something. Yep. Uh, Winston came in for him, finished up the game, and uh, they just had a bye week, but it's still uncertain whether or not Derek Carr is going to play. Still early. It's only Tuesday, but something to monitor. Regardless of whether a car plays or not, I'm taking the Saints. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. And then, Sousa, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to Cincinnati. Um, Steelers coming off a tough loss against the Browns in the dog pound, but they just fired their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. Take that for yeah. what it's worth. My cousin's a, a Steelers fan, and he couldn't be happier that Matt Canada's gone. That seems so to be the vibe among Steelers nation. Thing. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Pickett's still your quarterback, so not sure what. Uh, did you, did you see the Boswell about. video? I saw no. it today on the toilet. No. I don't even know what week what this was from, what game it was. Oh, but... oh yeah, I've seen that. It was yeah. earlier this year when they won the game, and then Boswell's like, ah, not because of you. Exactly. Yeah, their kicker. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Matt Canada, like joined the the crew of guys walking back to the locker room, and he's like high five and whatnot, oh, celebrating God. the win. And then Boswell's like, yeah, not because of you. I love how it's the kicker who says that. I know. <laughs> That's so great. I know. Um, so I so that means it must have improved the team's morale. I guess that's that's my takeaway. So yeah, maybe a lot least, of people didn't like that, like him. At least, at least Boswell's. At least Boswell, yeah. But uh, the Bengals are now burrowless. Oh, so I'm gonna pick the Steelers if that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm picking them too. All right, cool. You have to Ca- ask my permission. The Carolina Panthers are one and nine. And they're going to Tennessee to face the Titans. <sighs> Why do I feel like this is a game that the Panthers can win? Because it is a game they can win. The Titans so I'm gonna, blow. I'm going to pick the Panthers. Don't I'm going to. No, I'm picking the Titans. Oh. For the love of God, they need to show some sign of life here for someone who traded for Derrick Henry for a favorable matchup. Because when they are losing, Derrick Henry is fetching water. Mm. And that happened last week. I knew the Jags was going to be a tough matchup. Here is where I'm expecting Henry to be Henry. But the Jags, they were down like 20 to nothing quickly because Lawrence had one hell of a game. Uh, Someone in our league sat him for the first time. And he had a 30-point game. But, yeah, so they were down 20 quick, and they just – it was sad. They they didn't score. I think it was like maybe 27 to nothing before they scored their first touchdown. And uh, as a result – Henry's not involved. Spears is the pass catching guy. I think Carolina finds a way. Bryce Young, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's great. Yeah, like what's up with that? Steal the draft. He yeah. was my steal of the draft two years ago. Didn't pan out. Mm. Now he's steal the draft. Now he's steal the draft. Gotcha. 
unbelievable. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are four and six, traveling to Indianapolis to face the Colts, coming off a bye. This is a pick 'em here. I'll go with the Bucks. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bucks too. Yeah, I'm definitely out of the pick 'em's running, so this doesn't matter what I picked. But I think the Bucks here win. Okay, how about this? Colts did have a bye week. So they can arrested, they can prepare. That's true. Do you think the New England Patriots are going to go to MetLife Stadium and beat the New York Giants? Just like the Panthers, they certainly can. But but they're not going. I th- that well, most people pick the Giants too. I'm actually kind of surprised because right? after all, the, the Patriots usually do like uh, cover your best player, and Saquon's their only. Good player. So if they oh. if they like cover him out, so disrespect for the Tommy he, DeVito. Man. I know one good game, DeVito. I'm gonna pick the Giants though, because I want to pick the Giants too. Because I've been picking the Patriots multiple Ugh. times and they've been losing games for me. So yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars are seven and three, and they're going to Houston to try to get revenge from the loss that they suffered to them early this year. Houston at home though. It doesn't feel like the Jaguars are seven and three. No, it doesn't. And it's not going to feel like they're eight and three when they win this week. Ooh, I'm picking the Jags too. I'm hoping Lawrence has figured it out now that he's on Craig's bench. Um, the Cleveland Browns are seven and three, and they're going to Denver. This is a good sneaky game because Denver is kind of streaking, and the Browns, regardless who is at the quarterback position. They're finding a way to win. Is it DTR? Dorian yeah. Thompson Robinson? Yes, you got it. Like Donovan nice. Peoples Jones. Close. But uh Broncos Country? You know who it's else riding, is streaking? It's riding a little bit. Who? He's on the Broncos. Cortland Sutton. Yeah. He threw ten games. Only has two games without a touchdown. 80% chance of Sutton scoring a touchdown. He has had five straight games with a touchdown. Did you watch that game Sunday night? Not a lot, but I did see a touchdown. touchdown? It's a nice fucking play. That was... I can play. That was like the best toe drag swag I've seen since like Julio in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl that they choked. Yes. Yeah, he's I'm not like the... a world beater, but he's just scoring every game. Yeah. Crazy. I remember, who was that that did that in the Jags? Alan Hearns? Remember that? Wait, hold on. What What team? The Jags? The Jags. Alan Hearns. Yeah, you remember Alan Hearns? That was sounds so... Robinson. It was, like, it was like the same name year Alan Robinson broke, up, broke out. He's on the Dolphins. But Alan Hearns... That year was Holy like catching shit. touchdowns every game. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have right here, sleeper. 2015. He had a five game streak. Miss then actually no. A seven game streak. He just didn't play one of them. Wow. Yeah, you're right. And then I got another name for you for a touchdown streak. James Jones on the Packers. Remember him? Yes. I do remember him. He was on the Raiders, too, late in his career. Yeah. 
I don't even know if he's in sleeper anymore. Is he is Randy no. Moss still in sleeper? Definitely not. Yeah. I'm gonna pick the Browns though. Is uh Alan Hearns, Jesus. Alan Hearns. I'm gonna pick the Broncos. I'm gonna ride stay in the flames. All right. Picking the Browns. The LA Rams are four and six, and they're going to Arizona to face the Cardinals. <sighs> Rams. Although Kyler, he's playing. He's playing ball. Cardinals. Taking the Cardinals at home. Um, Kansas City Chiefs. Looking to bounce back from that Monday night loss. You want to talk about that? Nothing really to talk about. They blew it. Of course there is. It's the Chiefs. They blew it. I know. It was just like week one. It's kind of been like that all year. Um, I have watched. I saw Craig Snapchat this morning, not last night, going over him cursing everybody out. Basically, Kelsey fumbling in the red zone hurts, but I mean, we had you had Watson through his hands, I believe, towards the end of the game, and then of course the biggest one, MVS in the end zone, dick hands. I mean, drop drops do happen, and it's a lot for the Kansas City Chiefs. I get that. But you said it before. Kelsey fumbling in the red zone. Mahomes throwing a horrible pick in the end zone. Like that's I not... missed that one. I didn't see that. He tried to get uh hit um is it Justin Watson again? Tried to hit Justin Watson eighty four in, in the back of the end zone and Kevin Byard made a good play and kind of undercut him and picked him off. But again, like two red zone turnovers. Against yeah. good teams, regardless of how many drops your receivers have, that's not good. Can't be doing it's that. true. Especially when the defense is playing their ass off for three quarters against one of the best teams in the league. And yeah, they held the lead on most of the game. They, but they had, I'm saying they had a 10-point lead uh, at halftime. And Yeah, I don't like think the had... Eagles took the lead until the fourth quarter. No, they, they had opportunities to score more points and put them yeah. away, and they didn't. And, you know, say you want about MVS on the last drive. Yeah, he drops the pass, but it shouldn't have even gotten to that yeah, point. It's just That's just one play of many that led to the loss. Can't blame the one thing. So, yeah, it's a bad loss. They'll bounce back. They'll be in the Super Bowl, especially now that Joe Burrow is out for the rest of the year because I don't, I don't see any other team in the AFC going into Arrowhead and beating them. I don't see the Ravens really? doing it. I don't see the Bills doing it. I definitely don't see the Dolphins doing it. I don't, I don't, you don't. Who, you can't see that happening. No, not if they have to go to Arrowhead. No shot. No shot. I don't see the Jaguars doing it. Like, what other AFC team this year have you been like, wow, they're playing great football? I, I've been liking what the Dolphins have been doing. Hey, and the Chiefs beat the Dolphins a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They shut them down. The the Ravens can be a tough matchup too. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe. The Ravens could. But I feel like they're they're not invulnerable. Like invulnerable though. I think think, any given game they could lose to someone like that. 
I think that's true, but I think it's only in the Super Bowl. As far as the AFC goes, I don't think there's a team that can beat them in Arrowhead. If somebody else has a better record and Kansas City has to travel to them, possibly. But I think that environment with that team that's experience, has Super Bowl experience, has playoff experience, has big game experience. A lot of these other AFC teams don't. Dolphins had a playoff game last year, but Tua didn't play. The Bills, I mean, they can get there, but that team isn't that good. They've had yeah, better Bills teams like the same. Yeah. in the past. I guess you could say the Ravens, but again, the Ravens, like... They have a better record right now, so if that stays... A lot of still a lot of football left, but there is still a lot of football left. Uh, it sucks about the Bengals because I think the Bengals is the only team who, when healthy, toe to toe, isn't afraid of going into Arrowhead to face the Chiefs, and has that playoff experience to beat the Chiefs. All these other teams are, you know, calling the Chiefs daddy. That's how I feel about it. I'm giving the Chiefs against the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep. Um, the Buffalo Bills are going to Philly. It's a good game, right? Josh Allen yeah. going into Philly. Um, unfortunately, I think Philly takes it. Yeah, nine and one. I mean, Bills are rocky. They're they're on and off. I think the Eagles are going to do it. However. If the Bills do win this game and finish the season strong and Josh Allen shows why he can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, um, this game is will play a big catalyst to that. If they can find a way to beat a team like Philly in Philly, then the Bills shouldn't be afraid of anyone. So, Yeah. I just don't think they will. No. Sunday night, the Baltimore Ravens travel to L.A. to face the Chargers. And... Once again, give me the Ravens. Chargers just don't win games. They just don't win games. You're right. Um, but I'm going to pick them anyway. All right. Honestly, it would be kind of Ravens to go into L.A. and lose this game. Would you say it. that's so Raven to lose this game? I wouldn't because you just said it. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see in this game. Isaiah likely, and whether or not it's likely he'll be useful with Mark Andrews out. There was one game, I think the first week of the season, Mark Andrews didn't play and likely had one catch. So he was not a one-for-one replacement. But this time we're going to have multiple games to see, and uh, I'll be curious to see if he's actually startable, plug-and-play kind of tight end. I'm going to say not likely. Not likely. Likely that you could play him but not likely that he's going to give you the same production that Mark Andrews would. All right. I mean, as, as far as tight end goes, like, whatever. Half the tight ends aren't playable anyway. So if you want to throw out Isaiah yeah. Likely in there, hoping for the best, go ahead. No, I mean, like, 80 yards and a touchdown kind of production. Because I think it was last year, and it might have been in, like, the postseason, he actually had some really good games. So, like, I know he can do it, but... Yeah, we'll see. we'll see. And then Monday night, you got the Chicago Bears going to Minnesota to face the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings at home. The alien. Yep. 
alien. You know he's an astronaut, uh, certified astronaut. Yeah, he's. he's Isn't that funny? Calling him an alien, and he's trying to like <laughs> he's an find his family in space. Oh man, Josh Dobbs, unreal. A lot, a lot of, a lot of weird things happening this year. If you would have told me in week eleven, Josh Dobbs would be the quarterback for the Vikings and they'd be a playoff team, I would have said, okay. <laughs> Maybe this is why Brady hates the NFL right now. Maybe. Um, that was the pigskin pickums. Sizzling hot takes are brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Susan, are the burgers good? Durr. Durr. Let me go first. You can go first. All right, I'll go first. Um, on Friday, the first ever Black Friday game where the Jets host the Miami Dolphins. You're going to see Tim Boyle lead the New York Jets to a victory and have 20 fantasy points. And people are going to say, why didn't we do this 10 weeks earlier? Really? 20 points? 20 fantasy points from Tim Boyle. Fantasy points, okay. And a Jets W. On a Friday night. On Friday afternoon. On a Friday, yeah, Friday evening. Afternoon. Tim Boyle. Wow. Fire me up. What do you got? I don't know. I'm going to give this to... I I I am at a loss. I'm at a loss, man. I really don't know what to say. Where's Mason? Just make something up. All right. I think this week we got Kyron Williams coming back. Finally, right? Mm. He's got the Cardinals, not a great defense. I and I'm picking the Rams to win as it is, so I think Kyron's gonna have a pretty good game. I think he's gonna get a twenty point minimum game here. All right. Sounds good. Call it 100 plus yards and touchdown, maybe 80 yards and two touchdowns. I don't know, but it's going to be 20 points. Like and that. Mason's going to be like sending the eye emoji. Yep. What does this mean for Tyler, Tyler Algier? That's another thing you got to watch out for. Bijan gets another two carries this week. Then it's going to be the Algier show. Does Craig start Algier or Bijan? It might have to be like a Moster A-Chan kind of thing where you just start oh, them both. <laughs> now, Bijan. I'm hoping for the Bijan owner's sake that they just had the bye week. They realize, oh, shit. They said, you're our best player. This guy this early? Yeah, let's, let's give you the ball more. Yeah. So. Oh, by the way, uh, Dave Montgomery ran in the game-winning touchdown against the Bears. The Bears. 
Yes. And Jameer Gibbs brought it to the one. And I knew for a fact they were bringing in Montgomery because it's his old team, the Bears. The revenge game. Yeah. I said <sighs> that. Well, yeah. Or maybe it's because Montgomery's a bruiser and Gibbs was tired. I don't know. You look fine to me. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, what better way to, to end the game there? Right. Anything else you want to say, Susan? No. No. Good luck to you this week. Good luck to you, too. But Thursday, too Sunday, luck. Monday. Yeah, not Friday, Everything. though. Not Friday. Not Friday. Get a little bit of a day off. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to the Stellar Shuttle Podcast, if you are a loyal listener, we thank you. If you're a first-time listener, what have you been doing up to this point? Because every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., we are live here on the Twitch, and every week we release an episode during football season. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And we wish you a happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just one second. It's kind of muffled. I said... It's still kind of muffled. You can kind of hear it, though. Just edit it in the damn video, will you? I probably won't do that. We'll, We'll do a nice little outro... With uh, this stuff. I got beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rice, corn, Ladies and gentlemen, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rat. You Beans,